This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, A Quiet Place 2. Silence is not enough. I actually kind of miss Hotlanta. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And I do. I do kind of miss Hotlanta. Yeah. It just doesn't smell the same. <laughs> and that's saying something considering I live like two states away from you. <laughs> it's a very pungent odor. <laughs> uh, but... We believe he will be back for the next episode. Yes. That is what he has told us. That, and that is all we have to go on is what he tells us. That's true. And everybody knows how reliable whatever hot, comes out of Hotlanta's mouth is. Very accurate. Not at all very for debate. Time. Yeah, very timely. Topical. Yeah. Tropical. Tropical. We so watched we a watched, Quiet Place yeah, 2. Yeah, a Quiet Place 2, as suggested by someone who has not told us what to call them. So that's who it is. Yep. Someone. Yes. That's all I got. That's it. Maybe at some point they'll tell us what to call them and then we will know what to call them on the air. Yeah. Maybe. Potentially. And in case you're wondering, no, we didn't watch the first one of these first. Nope, and I've never actually seen the first one. Yeah. Which which is not necessary for this movie, honestly. They did a decent job of, like, making it so you didn't have to watch the first one first. Yeah, you can pick it up through context. Yes. And speaking of context, Chris, how does this movie start? Well, we start off uh, in small town town. Yeah, small town USA somewhere. Yeah. And a fella heads to a store to buy some uh, oranges. Oranges, water, and little Dixie cups. Yeah. And... The lady, there's a lady at the counter who is like counting out her change, like fucking penny by penny. And he's like, Hey, uh, Bob, who runs this store, I got like time constraints. And Bob's like, Yeah, yeah, dude, I'll get you on the flip side. Don't worry. And then he leaves and he is eating an apple. Yeah. I did not see him grab an apple. He had one of them pocket apples. Maybe in a pocket. It must have been a pocket apple because it was, I'm pretty sure he didn't didn't pick that up at the store. Yeah. And he heads over to the local uh, sports ball complex. Well, like Little League Field. Yeah. yeah. And uh, meets up with his family, some yeah, of the other they have, locals. They have a deaf daughter. Mm-hmm. 
They have a hearing son who is playing baseball. Yeah. And and then they have a deaf younger son who is not playing baseball. Yeah. And baseball son is kind of afraid of the ball. Yeah. I keep telling him to calm down and breathe and relax. So I, I guess he has some kind of anxiety issue. It would seem. And uh, Scarecrow is there in the stands cheering on his child. And he asks what the sign language symbol for dive is. And they basically it's like you put your hands together and make like a diving motion because that's how sign language works a lot of times. Yeah. And uh, that's actually one thing this family doesn't do is they don't spell words out with sign language. They're always doing, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what the, how to describe it, but like they do hand emotions for specific words as opposed to like spelling something out, which I've seen like deaf, deaf people communicate a lot of time. And a lot of times it's a combination of the two. Yeah. Like if there's not like a specific like hand gesture for a word, they'll just spell out the word real quick. Like you do. Like way faster than I ever could could do. <laughs> it's pretty amazing to watch. But yeah, there's actually a big deaf university near me in, in DC. Cool. Yeah. Which is it's interesting. I think they, they not too long ago admitted their first hearing student. Weird. Yeah. So. I guess it's a historically deaf university. Makes sense. Instead of like historically black college. Which they also have in DC with like, uh, uh, oh, what the, uh, it's not Taylor or Stanford. Jesus Christ. Why can't I come up with the name of that one? Howard, Howard university. So yeah. But yeah, anyway, they're watching baseball and hearing son is up to bat. I guess we can call him Casey. And, uh, he like looks, so he's, he's going to take like his third pitch and the ball goes by and he doesn't swing because he sees a giant fucking fireball in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. And that causes everybody to say, Hey, maybe we should, uh, put a pin in this baseball thing for a minute. Yeah. Maybe we should all just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, a reasonable response. Yep. So mom takes the two boys, but the girl wants to go with dad. Yep. And so they all head out down Main Street. Yep. And uh, it mayhem is ensuing. Yep. P- people are panicking. There's a cop car with a cop and the sirens are on and then just fucking like gray streak comes out of nowhere and like fucking flips the car and goes barreling into a like department store or something or like a store. Yeah. And then it comes out and just starts ripping shit up. Yeah. And then we cut back over to mom. And she's driving, sees all the stuff happening, 
something jumps at her. She takes off. Has to go in reverse because a bus is careening towards her. Yeah, like it's like a like a tour bus. Yeah. And like the driver's side windshield is just all taken out. And so presumably the driver's dead, but has his foot on the gas. Yeah. Oh, they do a, they do do a neat thing though where they kind of cut like audibly from the dad's point of hearing to like the girl's point of hearing so it's just silent sometimes. Yeah, whenever you're supposed to be in in her shoes. Yeah. And that's pretty that that's I kind of wish they had done that more in the movie, but they didn't. They just kind of only do it for this sequence. And uh Mom uh, ends up crashing the car, you know, because she's trying to drive backwards and whatnot, and the monsters well, she's dri- jump out. Well, because she, she's driving backwards and she just, uh, you know, like whips at ninety degrees and tries to back out the car, back the car out of the way of the bus before it hits it, but still clips the front end. Yeah, and uh, dad and daughter see that happen, but they can't make the save because you know the monsters. And they run into a pub. Yeah. And where like everyone's being quiet except for like one dude is like praying to God and they're like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, now it's not shut the time. Up. Yeah. You can do that in your head, sir. And it's kinda like they almost like figure it out in a mat like in a matter of seconds, like that they were hunting by sound, which I thought was a bit a bit of a quick pickup, but yeah, and then uh, somebody's phone goes off, and the the monster finds everybody and starts wrecking the place. And when we say monster, it's like a gangly demo gorgon from Stranger Things. Yeah, complete with weird head flaps. Yeah, and it starts uh, wrecking the joint. Dad and daughter make it out the back. They get chased. Yeah. And they run into mom and sons, right? Yeah. They the, end up beating back up. Yeah. But then, and then like they kind of just, we time jump over the first movie now. Yeah. And this is the aftermath of the first one. Like it's day, day like 497 or something. Yeah. And just for the sake of saying it, I mean, spoilers for the first movie. Yeah, at, so at this the point. dad isn't there anymore. Yeah. And neither is the youngest son. But they do have a baby now. They do have a baby now. And they have uh, a very unique way for keeping the baby quiet. Yep. They just put it in a box and close the lid. Yeah. An airtight box because they have to give it a little baby-sized oxygen mask. Yeah, with an oxygen tank attached to it, which I thought that was pretty clever because, like, how else are you going to, like, deal with a crying baby in a world where monsters hunt by sound? I live in a world where that isn't a thing, and I wish I could have done that. (laughs) Yep, baby in a box. Yeah, step one, you put the baby in a box. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that Lonely Island song, Baby in a Box. That's the radio-friendly version. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first version leads to the second version. That's true. It's the follow-up single. <laughs> yeah. And uh, their little homestead has been wrecked due to the events yep. of the first film. Yes. So That's all I can say is yes, because I haven't seen the first one. So their uh, mom and the kids are grabbing some stuff to get out of there because the monsters are around, probably. Yeah. So they grab some stuff, uh, you know, like uh, the baby box, guns. Uh, the daughter has an implant that... Or it's some, some kind of hearing aid. Yeah. And... I don't know if it's... Yeah, I don't know if it's a cochlear implant or something else, but... They have, like, those, um... The ones that go through the bone now. Like, they they vibrate the bone. Yeah. Which, this seems to be what this is, I think. It detaches to her head to some degree. I'm not familiar with this sort of thing, so... Via magnet. Yeah. Because that that happened at the... Yeah, at the... We see later in the movie her attach some it to something with via magnetics. So uh this thing makes a, the right frequency if you amplify it and make it uh louder. That it basically it, creates feedback. Yeah. And it sure fucks up the monsters. And like every creature in existence that does not like the sound of feedback. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> fuck I fucking hate feedback. Which lucky the listeners, you're lucky I couldn't figure out a way to actually make feedback on the podcast for you. Cause I would have done that. It's true, he tried. I can verify that. Yeah. <laughs> but if I take my headphones and put them up to my mic, it doesn't make feedback. It just makes Chris hear himself. It's true. And and he and while that was unpleasant for him, it's no more or less unpleasant for you than it usually is. Yeah. I feel bad now because after I heard what I sound like, <laughs> like, oh, this is what I've been doing all this time to people. Someone said it was hard to tell our voices apart. And I was like, really? I don't think I sound like Chris. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe more like Brett, but even then, I feel like we have three very distinct voices. Yeah, that's fair enough, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know, but that's, that's, that is what it is. But, uh, yeah, so they head out and they, they're heading towards a plume of smoke. Yeah. Is that right? The, the various like, uh, outposts Lord of the Rings style have big fires going. So they know where each other is. Yeah. And so they're heading towards one of them. Yeah, because, I mean, the the aliens can't see the fire. So they uh, they head towards one of those, and they're crossing. It's like some kind of, like, foundry, maybe? Yeah, it's like some, some kind of boundary slash train yard. Yeah, maybe they make boilers or something there. I don't know. But... They're uh, they're crossing that and they hit a trip wire which makes a bunch of bottles clang together, 
and they freak out and start running and they're running and uh the the boy the one the baseball boy uh casey uh hits a fucking bear trap and gets his leg caught and screams like a motherfucker because he just got his leg caught in a bear trap yeah i mean understandable and the kid does a fantastic job screaming i don't know if i even could have screamed like that as a kid yeah it sure sounds like it's not going well yeah, so the mom is, like, covering his mouth, like, please, dear Lord, stop screaming because you're going to get us all killed. And he's just like, uh, blind pain, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so one of the uh, Demogorgons is, com- comes into the yard and starts charging them. And that's when uh, daughter busts out her implant plus microphone plus uh, hand-sized amp uh trick and uses the feedback to to stun it and it's like they have like armored plates on their head except for this causes them to open up and like shake their the the armor plates out of the way and then mom hits it with a shotgun slug to the face yeah it seems like a real evolutionary oversight to me well, it's like they basically like they have armor plating until they need to move some of it so they can hear. And the problem with the the feedback is that it just fucks up their thoughts enough that they can't control what they're doing. Yeah. But then it gets got. Mhm. And they uh they're making a break for it. And who should save them? Oh, and then another one starts coming after them. Yeah. And uh, this dude just this dude signals to them, and then he jumps down a tube. Yeah. In the floor, and they're like, "Well, I guess we're going down the tube in the floor because I'm not hanging out here with this thing anymore." <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's a little underground. Hole. Hideout. Yeah, and it's got a big furnace, furnace boiler, something, thing, a big me- big metal thing that's yeah. airtight. Yes. And so he sets a timer and then uh, flicks his bick. Yeah. And by that meaning, I by that I mean he lights a lighter. Yeah, the, and then he pulls down his mask, and of course it's it's Scarecrow because you don't have Cillian Murphy for just like a throwaway scene in a movie. You shouldn't anyway. Yeah, only he's got like facial hair now. Yeah, and uh, mom's like, "Hey, buddy, it's you. How how are things? He, Pretty bad." He's like, "You can't stay here. There's not enough food." not enough resources you'll die so you got to move on yeah and and she's like uh by the way you maimed my child could we at least like treat him yeah and scarecrow is like fine i guess and uh mom's like what happened to the wife and the kids which i mean at this point i'd be like that's a question you don't need to ask if they're not there but 
Yeah. They're they're dead, Dave. Yeah. Everybody's dead, Dave. They're all dead. Oh, they all went off to take a nice vacation during all this. No, I'm kidding. They're all dead, you idiot. <laughs> and the sun oh, so so they they stay up in the the boiler or whatever as long as they can until they they're going to run out of air. And by that point the alien moved on, I guess. And yeah. and then the the son who Casey starts having a uh, panic attack. And so they put headphones on him and, and try to tune in the radio, even though like it's been over a year, you wouldn't expect there to be any radio, but they, he hears a song uh, under the sea. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Beyond the sea. Yeah. Uh, And very uh, different song. Yeah. (laughs) I just wanted to make that joke. That's all. Uh, (laughs) Couldn't help myself. And yeah, then he's like, Hey, wait, there's a song. And they're like, what do you mean? There's a song. And, and then like Scarecrow's like, yeah, it's that they play, just play the same song over and over again, beyond the sea, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But the daughter's like, I feel like this is a clue. Yeah. And she's, she's very cross because, uh, the guy never, uh, never tried to come help them or anything the whole time and they were supposed to be buddies yeah and he's like uh yeah you don't get it like if it's not just the monsters the people that are left out there they ain't right yeah it's not kind of like the walking dead yeah so uh daughter ends up uh with a plan here. Yeah. Cause she figures out that this radio station broadcasts from an Island off the coast of wherever they are. And she thinks that she can walk there like in a day and using her implant, turn the radio into a transmitter and transmit a signal to the people on the Island and oh, she's yeah, yeah, they're gonna weaponize the radio. Oh, that's what, yes, okay. So she's gonna get a boat to the island and then go on the island and use her implant to broadcast the feedback over every radio that's playing this song, which is probably two, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that would give them the upper hand. They then you just have a radio and bada boom, bada bing, it keeps yep. them away, yeah. And so the son, though, is like, if you do, she's like, I can go there on my own and get and do this. And her brother, Casey, is like, the what the fuck are you even talking about? Like, you can't do this. It's dangerous. And like, if you try this, I will tell mom what you did and she will come get you like there will be you were not going to be able to do this. And she's like, well, F you. Yeah. You're not the boss of me. Nope. You're my younger brother, dipshit. So she uh, she decides, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Like the middle of the night sneaks out. Yeah, leaves a note on the radio that says keep listening. 
So he can tell when, you know, she makes it to the place and does the thing. Yeah. And, uh... So he finds that in the morning. The note, Casey does. He tells yeah. mom, because of course he does. Yeah, because he's a fucking kid. And when you have a problem, you tell your parents. Yeah. And so mom goes to Scarecrow, and she's like, you gotta go get the kid. Yeah. But I also, like, need some medical supplies, because your bear trap fucked up my kid's leg. Yeah. And also, the the baby box is running out of oxygen. Yes. So, uh... Sisters out in the in the world, following the train tracks. Comes across across a train, or comes upon a train. Yeah. Uh, crawls through it, ends up trying to get a first aid kit, presumably to help her brother. That or just because it's it's smart to have a first aid kit. Yeah, but it makes a she makes a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, Chris? <laughs> I will never describe the ruckus. <laughs> well, basically it involves a dead body falling to the ground and startling her and slamming a door shut. Yeah. And uh monster shows up. Yep. And she tries to use the feedback trick with one hand and fire a fucking... 12-gauge shotgun with the other hand? Yeah, which, I mean, the stones on that kid. Yeah, I mean, because at her age, like, a 12-gauge shotgun probably would have to bruise on my shoulder if I fired it, like, five or six times in a night, like, shooting clay pigeons or something. But, no, she tries to fucking one-hand it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, propping it up on her knees. And it doesn't she work. Fails. Yeah, because of course it didn't work. Like right. But then it gets shot from behind. Yep. Because good old Scarecrow is on the scene. Yep. And he's like, "We need to get out of here because we just fired two gun blasts and sent out a big old blast of feedback. Something is going to come here." <laughs> yeah. It is not a quiet place here. You know, like the movie. Correct. So uh, they hunker down in the station house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, Scarecrow's and like, to, well, we're going back. To, well, he's trying to figure out how to talk to her at first, because he's like, I don't know sign language. And she's like, dude, you just need to enunciate, and I can read your lips. Yeah. And he's like, oh, also, if you didn't have a beard, it would be easier to read your lips, she did yeah. say. But I thought. I thought there sure is a lot of paper on that table. I'm sure you could improvise something there, but. I mean, I, what do you do? Really, Chris, what are you going to do with paper to communicate? That's true. I, I mean, are you going to like fold it into the shapes of letters? I mean, you could, you could write on it. What? You could. I'm just I'm throwing <laughs> it out there. <laughs> that's too easy so uh scarecrow is like yeah look i'm taking you back because um you almost died already so it seems like you're not super prepared for this endeavor 
But then she she, te- she tells him the plan. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, look, we can go back, but then we're just waiting to die. Might as well go through with this thing. Get us a boat, get to an island, weaponize my implant thingy. Yep. And he, uh, acquiesces. He, kind of, he, doesn't, he only doesn't say it one way or the other. And then they go to bed. Yeah. Not together, because that'd be weird. And uh, she wakes up in the morning and her implant's missing. And he's not there. And she freaks out. Yeah, because her whole plan is just ruined. Not just her yeah, plan, yeah. but what in her eyes is the safety of humankind. Yeah, he wrecked all of her shit. Yeah. Again, not in a sexual way. No. It's not that kind of Because that would be weird. No. But turns out he was just, I don't know, dramatically not being there. Yeah. He was scouting. I think he probably kept her implant to keep her from leaving, but he was just, like, scouting. Yep. And he's like, all right, I found a boat. Let's fucking do this thing. We're almost there. We'll go to the place. We'll do the thing. Fine. And she's like, yay! Meanwhile, at the foundry... Yes. Mom and Casey are uh, hanging out. Mom's like, look, you need medical supplies so you know you don't die. And the baby needs oxygen so it doesn't die. Yeah. So I'm going to head back to uh, town... And try to scrounge, scrounge up some medical supplies and or oxygen tanks. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do is hook hook your your sibling up to the baby box if shit gets weird, so he doesn't freak freak out the monsters or die. Yeah. Now, on her way there, she stops at what is presumably the burial place of her husband. The first kid. That's the kids. Okay, that makes more... Well, but she puts her wedding ring on top of it. Because her husband doesn't have a place. Okay, because that makes more sense now. Because I was like, why does it say 2016 and 2020 on the cross? Like, her husband was not born in 2016. (laughs) We should hope not. Or she really robbed the cradle and somehow had children before he was born <laughs> with him. Yeah, children that was, with him before he was born. That was their other kids. Okay, that makes much more sense to me now. See, these are the dangers of not watching the other movie first. That's true. Yeah, she she puts her wedding ring on it to make it the uh, official family memorial. Yeah. I, okay, that makes sense. And, uh, I guess I didn't realize how I guess I didn't realize how how not long ago the husband died. He when they cut to day four seventy four, he just died. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Although, like the kids, I think feel like would have been more freaked out if he had just died. But I guess people all react to stress 
in different ways. So, well, and they've had like a year and some change to get used to the idea that you don't have the luxury of that when the things are running around. Yeah, and also that people can just fucking die at any time now. Yeah. So uh, back at whole base, Casey and the kid in the mornings. <laughs> he's, he's, he's now he's, he's a wacky drive time DJ. Yeah, he's got his he's got a soundboard with a bunch of clacks on sirens and fart noises for no good reason, and a baby crying <laughs> for obvious reasons. He uh he puts the baby in the box because the baby's sleeping, and decides he's gonna explore some because it was so well for him the last time he walked around in this place. Yeah, yeah, walk around on your fucked up leg. And, and I mean, you walk past some interesting things like there's uh garments, like uh work suits hanging with like hard hats suspended above them, but they have a bunch of like noise making things behind them, so the aliens like if they come charging through, we're going to hit those things and make noise and be attracted to that instead and the aliens do a lot of clicking so i'm assuming they're like using that as sonar so yeah. they would see these things and think they're people and attack them but then get hit with a bunch of noise from it yeah it's all echolocation yeah and uh he sees like uh what appears to be the family's original spot they had in the place yeah it's very homey yeah there's a beds and pictures that the kids drew or whatever. A clown with like a sock turned into a blackjack. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picking it up. You, you you play that is what I'm hearing. I do not play that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, he sees a bunch of curtains hanging and goes and checks out what's behind the curtains. It's a dead body! Da da da, and he freaks out. Does he scream? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. He screams. Oh, he screams and backs into like a bunch of shit. Yeah, it makes a whole bunch of noise. Probably a ruckus, which we just described. Yeah. And he uh he makes a beeline back for the baby box so he can put it into the panic boiler. boiler. So he wants to bear the baby box into the boiler? Yeah. Okay. I love a little alliteration. Not too much. Just enough. Just a little. I'll allow it. But when he goes in, he gets himself latched in because the safety towel wasn't put on there correctly. Yeah, we didn't talk about the safety towel. So, like, presumably this thing only opens from the outside. Yeah. And it latches shut. So Scarecrow would put, like, a ta- drape a towel over the latch. so Or, like, you know, the, the thing that receives the latch. And uh, that way the latch wouldn't go into it. It would not seal him in permanently. Yeah, because you only have X amount of time before you got no more air in that thing. Yes, but the kid, in a panic, like, and I think, like, it seems perfectly reasonable to me that a panicked kid would forget to do that. 
a panicked adult would forget. Yeah, I would that. probably forget to do that at that point. Yeah, like I mean, that's I'm gonna be like, oh, I can't believe you fucking did that. No, no, it seemed perfectly reasonable for that to happen. <laughs> Good job, idiot. Wait enough to put the safety towel in. <laughs> Didn't you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? You always bring a safety towel. It's implied <laughs> it's for safety. It's not actually called that, but still. <laughs> no, no, it's perfectly reasonable. So he gets himself stuck in there. Uh, meanwhile, mom is at the pharmacy and picking up drugs, moves aside a bottle of hydrogen peroxide to pick up some bandages, like some gauze. And I was like, your kid's got a fucking open wound. Maybe you should grab the hydrogen peroxide too while you're at it. Yeah. Well, are you worried about the bill later, lady? Like. And then she finds two oxygen tanks and grabs those. Yep. And meanwhile, back with Sister and Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. I, mean, oh, I think her name is Mrs. King now, Chris. Oh, that's good. Yeah. They're, uh, they're heading to the dock so they can take the boat. And uh, something spooks Scarecrow. It's a creepy little girl. Yeah. And she gets him with the old noose trick? Net noose trick. Yeah. So it's like a noose connected to a net full of noisemakers. Yeah. And by noisemakers, I just mean things that make noise, not like those things you spin at parties, old-timey parties. Yeah. (laughs) Not like a sick 1930s New Year's party. Yeah. (laughs) It's kazoos all the way down. It's kazoos for everyone, as far as the eye can see. Actually, that probably would drive away the aliens. (laughs) Drive me away. (laughs) Kind of an alien. Fair enough. So, uh, he's now ensnared. And trying not to move, lest he attract the aliens. Yeah. And then a bunch of the, uh, the... I don't know... If they have some kind of sickness or they've just gone fucking feral or what the deal is exactly with these people. I feel like they're on there. They're by the water. Maybe they're just really like they're sunburnt a lot. Yeah, because they like their skin's kind of weird. I think maybe they have like second degree sunburns and their eyes are kind of red and weird looking. Yeah, I think they're just I mean. They're just kind of like Texas Chainsaw weird. Not like the hills have eyes weird. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And they uh, they grab Mrs. King. Mm-hmm. And sure look like they're going to do some not cool stuff with her. Yeah. Yeah, they take off her implant, make her take off her jacket. Yeah, it don't look good. No, it's getting rapey real quick. And uh, Scarecrow gives her the dive sign that he learned. Yep, because, you know, Chekhov's sign language. Yeah. And, uh... Which really annoys me because they were telling that kid to dive instead of slide. And I'm like, 
the fucking baseball term is slide. They want him to slide, but they needed to use dive so that they could then use it later in the movie. I do like the idea that you're telling this kid play a baseball that he should leap into the air and then <laughs> and then try to go head first into the goddamn ground though. Like no wonder that kid was <laughs> shitty at baseball. And this is kind of advice you're giving him. Yeah, I mean if you could do like a like a half twist and a double somersault, that would be great. Everybody knows you half gainer in a goddamn second, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> But yeah, so she he tells her to dive, and she's like, okay. And then she dives into the water, and uh, Scarecrow just fucking sprints towards the head of the uh, the head of the creepy people, and just grabs a hold of him, and making a shit ton of noise. And so, of course, like momentarily, the fucking aliens show up. And start ripping through everybody. And Scarecrow just keeps pulling this guy back further and further down the dock. Until he gets him to a pole. And then jams his fucking knife. Jams something sharp into the guy's leg and make him scream. And. Also like ties himself to the guy. Well he ties the guy to the pole. Oh ties the guy to the pole with his net stuff. Yeah. And then shanks so him in the leg. Yeah. And then dives into the water. But he's like still got a noose around his neck and is tied to the guy on the pole. Yeah. Until the alien takes care of that dude and the pole. Yeah. Makes quick work of it. Yeah. And then he makes a noise and an alien jumps into the water after him. And we find out that like weasels, aliens cannot swim. Yeah, which, I mean, bad luck for them, I guess, because a whole lot of water on Earth. Yeah, and I won't say what that spoiler is for, or what that what that joke is for, because that's a spoiler. Uh, so if you've seen a certain movie, you will know what I mean by weasels can't swim. Son-in-law with Polly Shore. Yes. <laughs> Polly Shore drowns. Spoilers. So, uh, he manages to get free of the the rope, and Mrs. King shows up with a boat, pulls him up. And then he spits out her implant that he had in his mouth. Yeah. That he got from the, the head dude. And they, uh, they decide they're going to make their way to the island and see what, see what they can do once they get to the island. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the foundry. Yep. The alien, like, fucking tears its way through the floor into the hideout. And I mean, like, literally tears. Like, it stretches down. Like, the the ceiling stretches down, and it finally, like, tears a hole through it. That's the tube. Okay. It got in the tube, but the tube had a little hole at the bottom, so it's trying to get through the hole at the bottom. Oh, okay. That makes more sense now. And uh, in the boiler, he's sharing oxygen with the baby to hopefully make it long enough. Yeah. 
And uh, mom but, shows up. Yeah. And at that point, the the alien causes the tube to fall all the way through the floor and makes a big cathud noise. So mom's like, oh, shit. Yep. Now we have not just that alien, but we got more on the way. So she runs in there. Well, she does manage to get the alien back up onto the main floor. Yeah, she has. she hatches a plan. Yeah. Involving oxygen tanks. And sprinklers. Yeah. And guns. And some sort of black stuff. Yeah. Which, I don't know, maybe oil or something. Yeah. But yeah, but the sprinklers are important because they keep it from seeing her because it can't echolocate in a, like a fucking downpour. Yeah, too much noise. Yeah. Well, and, and the rain blocks the sound waves from bouncing back properly. Yeah. It just sees... It's like, Rain. It's, it's 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 audible static too. It's static. Yeah. So she she tricks the thing, blows up an oxygen tank, starts a fire, which in turn sets off the sprinklers, enabling these the uh, static, if you will. Yeah. And she and heads she, down. Yeah, she jumps down into the. There in the boiler, she she opens up the boiler, and the Casey's unconscious, but the baby is crying, and she wakes up Casey, and drags the the remaining oxygen tank with her into the tube and starts sharing the oxygen with them. Yeah. Now they do that all via mask. Yes. But why why didn't she just like? release bursts of oxygen into the air that they could just breathe. I imagine for the sake of regulating it. Well, I mean, but you can like just open the, the valve and close it quickly and just kind of put bursts of oxygen out into the air. Yeah, but then you'd have to get the concentration up high enough for it to matter. I guess, but... I mean, if you're breathing the oxygen out of the tank or breathing it out of the air, it's still the same amount of oxygen, right? Well, but it's pure oxygen out of the tank as opposed to all the CO2 you filled it up with. I guess. Look, I'm not I'm not an oxygen scientist. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a, an air I I am not uh Pascal. I do not have an ideal gas law. Yeah, I just try not to fart in enclosed areas. That's about all I know about gas. <laughs> I don't even do that. I just let it rip. I just, as long as I can do it quietly, I'll let it rip. Just better out than in, right? I mean, I can be extremely uncomfortable or it can make everyone else extremely uncomfortable. And I would rather not be uncomfortable. It's only fair if everybody's feeling feeling it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now they're stuck in, in the thing. But they did use the safety towel. Yeah, the safety towel's there. It's important. Yeah. Yep. So we meet back up with Scarecrow and Mrs. King, who have now made it to the island. Mm-hmm. And the island people are nice. Yeah, turns out that uh, it was exactly what Mrs. King thought. Yep, because they, they found out, apparently, that the military figured out fairly early on that the aliens can't swim, so they started evacuating as many people as they could to the island. 
but not a lot made it. Yeah, and when the National Guard tried to get everybody there, uh, panic ensued when everybody just, you know, started shoving each other trying to get on these boats. Yeah. Which brought all the aliens, so only two of the, like, 12 or whatever boats made it out. But they've got a pretty not pretty nice setup. They got a bunch of little houses and a radio station. It's got a nice little like midsummer feel to it. Yeah. And uh so Scarecrow tells uh, I'm going to assume he's like the the mayor. Oh, uh Catho, the guy, yeah, I think of him as the guy who serves the Kree in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the one who who uh captures Star-Lord at the beginning. No, you're not wrong. I don't. I think Catho or Cortho or something is that guy's name. Cartho, something like that. And uh, he's like, "Look, we got the this implant thing, and if we can transmit that instead of the song, the the aliens they really don't like that shit." And he's like, "That's a that's a that's an amazing plan. Like, you're awesome for having come up with it." And he's like, "Uh." Wasn't me, dude. It was that late. That girl, the girl over there. She's the smart one. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm just the muscle. Yeah, I'm just here to stab random people in the legs. <laughs> and uh, so they they turn in for the night, and the next day they're gonna head up to the radio station and and enact plan, fucking noisemaker. Yeah. And uh. Scarecrow heads down to the the beach the next morning for some silent contemplation. Here's something. Goes to check it out. And uh, unluckily enough, one of the, a, the, aliens, one of the aliens floated there like, on a boat. Yeah, drifted there on a boat. Like, what are the odds? 100% apparently. Yeah, real good it seems. Well, I mean, it happens 100%. Yeah. So uh, Scarecrow's like, uh oh. He tries to warn everybody, but it's too late. Yep. And that thing's already like a wreck and shop by the time he gets there. Yeah. Because everyone's like, I'm going to noisily do this and I'm going to noisily do that. Yeah. Like they make a point of like showing you how noisy everyone uh, is. <laughs> yeah. Check out this well. It's the world's loudest well. <laughs> yeah. We lied the entire thing with a bunch of fucking bells and broken glass, and we reversed the polarity on a bunch of Bose headphones phones to make noise noise creating headphones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's eight forty five. It's time for the kids' fingernails on the chalkboard lesson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and here's our newest Olympic event: synchronized screaming. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the aliens wreck on the joint. The mayor and Scarecrow and Mrs. King head to the the car. I, I didn't see the other one, so I assume it's the car. Yep. <laughs> and uh, they're honking and making a, a generalized uh, noise to draw its attention. <laughs> but definitely not a ruckus. Folks. No, no ruckus. <laughs> they get it to follow them out. Towards the uh, radio station. So, yeah, to the, all the way to the radio station. Well, they get to the radio station and they get in and they're like, I don't see it. Like, did we drive too fast? Did I lose it? Like, can I 
Like, did it head back to the houses? Like, is everyone dead? And then he gets dragged out from underneath the, the like, fucking rolling door. You know, like those, the rolling, you know, the doors they have, like, on, like, where you receive trucks. The ones that go up and down. Yeah, like a garage door. Yeah, kind of. Only, it like, you know, it rolls instead of just the, like, three panels. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um... They make their way in. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yeah, they got dead. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, they have to get around the alien so they can get to the the transmitter. They move very, very quietly. Yeah, but not quietly enough. Nope, because she's got to, like, put, push a door drawer in with her foot that step by it and it squeaks. Yeah. That's all it takes. And I do have to admit the fact that that Mrs. King can't hear is a good a good way to ramp up the tension anytime something happens like that because she doesn't know it happened. Yeah. It's the same or thing like uh, in the train. Like in the train, like she's like fiddling with something and with her back to the opening and you can just see the alien fucking charging at her and you can hear the alien charging at her, but she can't. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That, that, that works pretty good every time they do it. Yeah. So, uh, she gets in. The door is creaky when she tries to get into where the microphone and everything is. Scarecrow makes the save to buy her enough time. And uh, we cut back to the foundry. Where that fucking radio gets reception through a concrete floor and a boiler. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got the because the kid the the Casey has you know the the anxiety condition, so he's been has headphones on listening to Beyond the Sea on repeat, which I think is probably its own special kind of hell, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, yeah, I get anxiety thinking about that. Yeah, but then it suddenly switches. So, uh, fucking Mrs. King hits the mic with her her implant and turns off the record and goes direct live to the mic. And so he gets his eardrums blasted by her feedback, but then he realizes what's good, what he can use that with the little handheld amp to uh, pull off the, the feedback trick again. Yeah. And then we get a, we get a dueling uh, sibling alien murder. Yeah. Yeah. We get parallel parallel structure basically between the two where it's just they're mimicking each other's moves yeah and they uh, they both take out the alien that was aggressing them <laughs> aggressing them yeah i didn't know what to say it just that's, i went with <laughs> Attacking, that maybe whatever <laughs> mom he's aggressing me stop aggressing me <laughs> I'm just going to start aggressing. If you get in my way, that's your fault. (laughs) And, 
Yes, they take out the aliens, and the day is saved? Yeah, that's it. Presumably? Yeah. The end. End. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Uh, it's it's fine. It's okay. It's not bad. It's a very nice movie. It looks nice. Uh, just by the nature of how the story works, what with the, the deaf girl and all, the sound design is really neat. They... They do a pretty good job of using that to their advantage to ramp up the tension. It's a very tense movie overall. Uh, they they have some shots that are just a little too lingering for my taste. It's not like a long movie. It's paced pretty well. I mean, it's uh, the most interesting thing it does is just like the tricks with the the fact that the the girl's deaf. If it wasn't and that the aliens run on sound. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, then it it's it's pretty a pretty boilerplate like alien monster flick. Yeah. Like it's nothing. It's pretty good for what it is, but it's 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 only got the one trick really. But in fairness, this trick it does real well. Uh yeah, stakes could have been a little higher. Could have. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 missing a a certain je ne sais quoi. I don't know what that would take it up to something that's really good. I mean, it's it's. I'd say watch it. Maybe start with the first one. I think the first one maybe is a little better in my book. Because it's a little, uh, it's a little more engrossing when it is like the the family unit all looking out for each other. The stakes are more believable, I guess, when the the problem is survive this situation as opposed to save the world. Which I more or less is implied what they're trying to do. But I mean, it's it's pretty good. I say it's worth worth a watch. It's only like ninety-ish minutes. Give or take. Everybody does a, a totally serviceable job. It looks fine. Yeah, I say this one's worth watching if you got the time. What do you say, Troy? I generally liked it. Uh, the fact that in apparently in the first movie they killed off two presumably important characters, uh, I feel like probably like set me up to expect somebody important to die in this movie, and they didn't. Yeah, like, as I, as I recall, they killed off like two of the five people that were in the first one or six yeah. if you count the baby. Yeah, like they they killed people and this one they didn't like they they killed off uh uh you know the Guardians of the Galaxy character guy and well, yeah, well man. Yeah, and and like random midsummer folk and that's about it. 
well, and the 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 Texas Chainsaw uh, boat people. But like, other than that, like, I don't know. Like, I, it kind of retroactively lowered the movie for me when we got to the end and no one important died because I kind of expected that given the first movie. And it kind of like changed it more from like a horror movie to a thriller in my mind. Like it's, it's got lots of it, it. I mean, this movie is designed to live in that space where you are dreading what's happening next. Like what noise are they going to make next? It's going to bring down the aliens. Like that's, that's where this movie lives. And they do a good job of that, except no one, hardly anyone in, that you're emotionally involved in, you know, invested in suffers from having made a noise. So all of a sudden, like if they did a third one, I would just be like, fucking, I don't know, break out the, the fucking brass band. Like apparently you can make all the noise you want and not die in these movies now. Um, so that kind of, I kind of expected a little meaner movie than it was. It was a very nice movie. To its to its main characters generally, I mean maybe a little hypoxia and that's about it. You know a fucked up leg on Casey, but it's it sounds like but they like it sounds like it's gonna heal just fine because it didn't like go into the bone or anything. It didn't didn't break anything. It just kind of pinched real hard. So. Yeah, I mean like it kind of has like a happily ever after ending except for the fact that her husband's dead. But, you know, I don't know, like, it's okay. I, I would say watch it, but I kind of want to watch the first one because I feel like it's a little bit meaner, and I, I kind of want that in these movies. I don't want a happy ever after ending. I want a, well, I guess we're going to live like this as long as we can kind of ending. Yeah. So, but what are we watching next week, Chris? Well, we are hopefully watching Old Boy. Yes, that's the uh, the Korean one, not the U.S. one. Yeah, the real one. Yeah, the the original one. Yeah, not not the Spike Lee one. And Spike, uh, Spike Jones? No, Spike Lee. Oh, Spike Lee did the new old boy, the the American old boy. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did not realize that. He's, he's got to pay the bill somehow. I I I guess I assumed it was Spike Jones. Nope, Spike Lee. Okay. But nice. if uh, Hotlanta can join us, because we really want to show that to Hotlanta, because he has not seen it. Yeah. And Chris suggested this one, so he kind of gets to he gets to get to effect, you know, to to move it around if he needs to. Um, if if for some reason Hotlanta can't make it, like I don't know, maybe his job just says that it needs him there twenty four seven instead of like twenty two seven. Then we will watch Stoker as suggested by Dummy Act. Mm-hmm. So what if other people want to recommend the second or third movie in a series that we didn't watch the first ones to? How would they do well, that? Well, they could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com or message us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could also go to our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and go to the hashtag movie requests channel to uh, request a, a movie there. Uh, otherwise, they could go to r slash shp podcast on reddit and message and 
put a post there where we would see it as mods, I think. We don't spend a whole lot of time on that, but we do automatically post our uh, our episodes there, at least. Uh, otherwise, if you want to listen to this in some way other than you're doing, you can go to Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunein. You can tell your smart speaker to play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast, and it will do that. Uh, or if you want to support us financially, you can go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com or store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And hopefully this week we will be recording some stuff for our patrons, uh, assuming schedules align. Uh, I know we've all got, we've all been busy in different ways, so it's a little bit difficult, especially also coordinating with a third party. But, uh, other than that, I don't know, go to slaughterspences.com and just try to break the the website because that's what Chris is for is to fix it. That's what I do. So come back next time for uh, something. <laughs> and while their podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. I am being recorded, correct, Chris? I would hate for you to just have a quiet place where I am supposed to be.